With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. The Rams, are they gonna are they gonna show that last year was just a lost post Super Bowl hangover? Or is this really a team that is in complete dis- decay and just ready for the football glue factory? So I think they're done, and I know that you think they're bouncing back. This is gonna be one of our big disagreements on the year. And I don't want to take your steal all your thunder. But I think that they are a bunch of names, yeah. and they are old, and they are injury-prone. And they said, F them picks, which I loved because it got him a ring and a parade. And Aaron Donald flirted with retirement, and McVay flirted with television, and Stafford was hurt, and now Cooper Cup is hurt. Kind of. I mean, he's day-to-day. Let's not make it sound like he had a leg amputated or something like that. I don't think I did. I hope I didn't. Well, you but, said injured. When is day to day really injured? I said hurt. I said hurt. Okay. Regardless, they are a very top heavy roster. Sure, I agree and with that. Guys at the top are older. It's not a young team, and it's not a deep team. And guy, that, that's not a good recipe in the NFL. So I do not think they are going to have a good season. I would take the un. I, what what is their total? Six and a Six half. Six and a half. Yeah. They're a six-win team. So what did they do last year? Five? Yeah. So you think they're only one win better with Matthew Stafford healthy to start the season. Last year, they were playing guys like Bryce Perkins at quarterback. They didn't have Cooper Cup. They had the worst offensive line injury luck in the entire league where they started, I think, a different offensive line combination Every week for the entire season. And they only get one win better for you this year? Their offensive line right now, Joe Noteboom, Noteboom, Steve Avila, Brian Allen, Tremaine Ankrum Jr., and Rob Havenstein. Yes. They've got about, they've got, they've got maybe three fifths of an offensive line. And a statue of a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, but don't you trust, first of all, quarterbacks have a lot to do with pressures and sacks and things like that. Oh, listen, I, like, think, I think Stafford is incredibly talented. and It doesn't and sound I, like you do. It sounds like you think that was maybe something you would say about him three or four years ago. Well, certainly two. Um, and I listen, man, I, again, there isn't a lot of depth here. I think Stafford True. is very good. Obviously, I think Cooper Cup is is excellent. I think Aaron Donald, first ballot Hall of Famer, of course. Danny, it's a very low win total for a team where you just said they have a pretty good quarterback. Do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Yes. Okay. There's five teams. There's roughly five teams every year 
that go from a losing record to a postseason berth. Yeah. And so when I do the math, they're one of the five teams I come up with. Losing records to winning records. It's just incredible. Like they had everything go against them last year. And now people think Sean McVay is bored with coaching. The quarterback stinks. And the best defensive player of the last 30 years is like ready to get on with his life's work. Well, he openly talked about retirement. And Sean McVay openly talked about television. So these are not things that we made up. And the quarterback in his mid-30s was hurt and is a statue and the offensive line is bad. So it's not like this is just something that was made up out of nowhere. There there are reasons for these concerns about this team. And they traded all their draft picks, man. There's not like the, you know. Yeah, they're um, overrated. Yeah, okay. But you don't like what Seattle did with their draft picks, but they still had two first-round picks, you know, and they used it on a corner and a receiver. Fairly important positions. The Rams' first pick was, what, in the 90s? Yep. So tough to get, you know, uh, unexpected contribution from a young guy when you're not drafting premium talent. What was your Cardinals question? Okay. My Cardinals question was, we know they're tanking. I saw that they were minus 2,200 to miss the playoffs, which I'm sure we've seen longer odds, like in a tougher conference, like maybe sure. Houston a couple of years ago. But yeah. I don't like, I'm sure it's happened, but I don't remember it. Like, I don't, I can't emphatically say to you the 2019 Houston Texans, whatever. Um, what's their best case scenario? Like, what is a what is there a simulation of this season where they win six games? I do think so. I actually think that like in some ways, and I know that Josh Dobbs isn't Ryan Fitzpatrick, but that's a weird I, sentence, but go ahead. I could see well, they're both very smart. So in that respect, one guy went to Harvard and one guy's a rocket scientist. Um I could see them having like the season the Dolphins had when they were quote tanking for Tua and they wanted to finish with the worst record in the league and they ended up being too good for their own good and they beat New England the last week of the season and F the Patriots and set the Chiefs up for a Super Bowl run. Um, Like there are some like there, I know like they traded Isaiah Simmons, they punted on that draft pick. Um, I couldn't believe that. I know. I mean, well, well like, I, mean, I, I shouldn't say that. They, they didn't pick up the fifth-year option, and they're trying to lose. So I get why Arizona didn't want him. Yeah. I don't get why every team in the NFL wasn't willing they don't, to Because they think he's just a nickel corner, Danny. They think that's what he is. They don't think he's this jack-of-all-trades guy. That's why. Well, he's – I mean, he had two interceptions, a pick six, a few forced fumbles, and a few sacks last year. So, yeah. I mean, he's actually produced in the NFL. I think their offensive line could be halfway decent. They still have Hollywood Brown. Um, they have a defensive coach, and they made some defensive changes that might work. But they have like, a defensive look, coach that we don't like. Correct. <laughs> um, <laughs> you're, you're right. I mean, all I'm saying is that I've seen this movie before. No, that that's why I framed it this way. We've seen every year we go into the year convinced we know who the worst team is. And we're right about 50% of the time. Like the Falcons looked like a team like this last year, and they were oddly competitive in a bunch of games, you know? Yeah. 
Well, because like, listen, the, the gap, like how I thought about it was like, obviously the gap between worst and first in the NFL is smaller than any other sport by, by far. Um, but I do think that a, a unique thing with this in particular is the $250 million quarterback who's hurt for the majority of the year. Yeah, and like, I didn't even mention that. I mean, I think Murray's going to play this year. So well, that, when Mur- like, that, that was like it, my scenario was well, the reason I said it with the money for, uh, part first was because like they just have a lot of money tied up in a dude who's not playing. But he will so, play this year, and that's why their win total at four and a half. I do think that like there's a there's a, still a strong argument for to take them over. Yeah, I still think that. Well, you like Kyler a little more than I do. I don't um, love him though. That would be that would be a misnomer. I I don't. I'm not a huge fan. But because well, I was talking like with someone recently, and they were like, "Are you absolutely convinced that if they get the number one pick, they're trading Kyler?" Yes. And I was like, "Yes." So am I. Right. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. A no-brainer. You yeah, start over. Caleb Williams. Well, yeah, and and you still get something decent for Kyler. Maybe not a lot because you've got to trade that contract, but I agree with you. But you I mean, young- I, I would think you would get the 25th pick in the draft. No, I don't think you'd get a first round pick. I think it'd be like an Alex Smith situation. You think you'd get a second? Maybe. Second or third. I think someone would talk themselves into it. Like, he's young. He's got a big arm, crazy athletic, obviously undersized, former number one overall pick. I think you'd get something decent for him. But they're going to probably – if they get Caleb Williams and Marvin Harrison Jr. to go with Paris Johnson Jr., who they drafted this year, it's an incredible core of young offensive talent. And then whatever you get for Kyler and you get out from under the contract, all of a sudden they're in a pretty damn good position. But I I just think it's really hard when you're openly tanking there's nothing on your team that we could point to that's good. You have nothing proven from your coach, and a ton of your money is sitting on the bench. Like I, I do think that they are a deserved favorite to get the number one pick in the draft.